Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Martin Miller. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Good. Glad you could make it. I'm a fan of your playing. You're all over. Thank you very much. I pretty much see you on Instagram mostly, but you know, on YouTube and your, your webpage has some really good stuff. So I want to direct people to check you out so that we talk about you today and a lot of different stuff you do. You, you, you're a right. guitarist, producer, songwriter. Um, you're indoors. You have a great guitar with Ibanez. I love Ibanez mm-hmm. myself. Um, mm-hmm. Some really good stuff. Could you give us a tiny bio? I don't need to do the Wikipedia thing. Just a tiny bio for people that don't know who you are before we jump in. So, yeah, Martin Miller uh, from Leipzig, Germany. Um, mostly known as a guitar player, but I, I dabble in other things production, composition, singing, band leading, YouTubing. <laughs> my, my core my core skill is the guitar uh of course but yeah i try try to keep myself uh, i try to keep my monkey brain entertained by branching out into different things um and yeah been playing guitar since i don't even know maybe eight year eight years old or so but wow. gotten serious a little later on um went to conservatory then went to college got a degree in guitar and tuition and later on was teaching at college for a couple of years i'm endorsed by ivan's guitars i have a signature guitar with them i have a youtube channel with 650,000 subscribers as of now i think a little less um so that's yeah dabbling in, in in wonder in, in, a, in a multitude of things those are some insane numbers i mean you are though Super talented, super modest, and, and really enjoyable and really interesting guitar sound and tone you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you're, you're a fantastic singer. You could just you could just be a singer, not just like a, a guitarist that sings. Because you know, there's well, you probably hear that right, like just a guitar, some you guitar, you sing, and then you're like you're, you're two separate things. They're two very different skill sets that have nothing to do with each other. You can be the best in the world at one and the worst in the world at the other. Right. Yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I started relatively late at age thirty one, uh, but took it very seriously, and hit the ground running basically yeah. by taking professional voice lessons, and still do to this day, quite exactly. regularly. Uh, you know, on your website, you guys do a lot of singing and co singing. How are your sessions put together? Because afterwards, mm-hmm. the links are here, guys. I want everybody to check out the links that aren't aware. So fantastic! I love the the Queen, mm-hmm. the the song choices. Um, you know, I think when I first saw you, it was the, I, probably on YouTube was the Andy Timmons thing. You popped up. Oh, yeah. In like, in like oh, a studio session, it popped up, popped up into my feed. And then from mm-hmm. there, it was the rabbit hole backwards into your other stuff. That's right? that's kind of the plan. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> you know. Lure people in with one video and then have them discover, oh, there's all this other stuff. That's that's kind of the idea behind it. Yeah. Um, the way we I, I put it together or we put it together, obviously, there's a big team involved, but I'm kind yeah. of the, the, the brains behind it would be me. Um, it's like, say we do a medley. Uh, I would, I would put together a, a demo, yeah, an MP3 that is a mixture of st- studio recordings, live recordings and, uh, and original recordings of my like transitions and stuff. I put them together. I sent them out to the, to the band. Mm-hmm. Then bec- uh, starts the tedious process of, trying to find uh, three days, two, three days in the studio together. That's really the hardest thing is to get everybody, like four, get 14 people synced up with each other. 14 uh, people? Wow, is that the video crew also? Sorry. Yeah. So that, that would be a, 
five to six piece band, four to six piece band usually. Um, about five people operating cameras, Mm -hmm. one, one person doing the, the audio recording, uh, another person doing the, my father usually doing the, the, the whole data backup and labeling and, you know, that really important stuff that sounds really boring, but it's crucial to a project like this. No, I, I um, admire it all because I, I went to school for video and audio and mm-hmm. every aspect of work you put into it, the quality, the picture yeah, and the sound. It's is quite daunting. And there's a, there's a director and it, it takes a lot of people. So we, we end up being usually like 12 to 14 people when we have a guest and or it's a mundane stuff. And you need somebody to pick up the guests from the airport and stuff like that. You know, it's, 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 yeah. there's so many angles involved. We need somebody who gets batteries for our in-ear systems once we run out in take three. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, people, people tend to be very quick to comment on something. Oh, this sucks. This doesn't have any feel. Uh, Are you serious? You I, get that? I, 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 I mean, I get people... stupid stuff and I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. This, but does, you right? should get that. Oh. But I, I urge people to just come tag along for a day and then rethink what they're saying online, because it's it's an it's a tremendous amount of work from 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 the idea to the finished product is I mean, and even I, I, the, the like uploading a video, making a thumbnail for it, yes. marketing it, putting it in the right Recording spots, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's so much so much involvement the editing i do all the 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 video editing and the the audio mixing myself. There's a there's a wonderful so right currently, there. I'm currently right. finishing up another massive project that took me like two months and I'm, I'm, you see all these gray hairs. Um, that's, <laughs> that's because I, I'm a control freak and I tend to do everything by myself. <laughs> it takes forever just for, I can't even imagine what it takes. I mean, for a small uh, show for me that I do it, I, you know, mm-hmm. I edit it, put it together, you know, do the guests and everything myself, small person, small show. And it takes a lot. And then just trying to market it and put it out there on your own and promote yeah. it. It's a lot. Yeah, it took, took you about quite, it a, for, quite a few attempts free. to get me on the yeah. get, get me in front of the camera. That's, <laughs> that, that's the easiest part, though. That's the easiest part is like, <laughs> yeah, typing words. But yeah. the, the actual effort, though, and then somebody go online though and, and insult something like that is is really mm-hmm. insane. Because I've heard things. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm like, well, when you do your show and you put it together, you do all the things yourself. Mm-hmm. You show me how it's done. <laughs> show me yeah. how you do it better. Okay, cool. But you know what I mean, yeah. people are putting this, we're all putting stuff together. It's almost for free for them on YouTube. They literally click on it to get free content. A, a musician, a celebrity like, all kinds of songs that you put together for yeah. them. And what are you what are you complaining about? And then and then, and then and then then they'll complain about ads <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm just wondering, you, you're watching a video that you didn't pay for yeah. on a platform that you didn't pay for, and you complain yeah. about ads? <laughs> really? You know how you do that? This... You pay for you play for YouTube like I do. You don't get ads. That's what you do. I I pay for YouTube. I do too. And, and there's nothing it. wrong with paying for YouTube because somehow everybody's okay with paying for cable TV, but somehow YouTube, the whole world of video videos uh, of online streaming videos has to be free for some reason. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Isn't it? How, how quickly we get used to certain luxuries. It's insane. I pay for all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I pay for regular zoom, like for full on zoom and stuff like everybody complains at the free media and you know, there's costs that you got. And then, on top of that, the time you spend doing that, you have to actually do other stuff. I mean, how much are you? We don't really practice as much now. You're probably your practice is probably part of the work you do because you you also teach. Now, let's actually talk. Are you taking on anybody currently? No, please don't inquire. <laughs> it's I'm, uh, my my schedule is filled up to the brim. This I'm currently I'm actually trying to 
okay. like slow the teaching down a little bit uh, because I, I tend to not finish projects that have my, like my new record has been in the works for four years now. It's it's done. I'm just looking for the best way to put it out. Um, and then there's my new videos and all that stuff. It all takes time. And every every lesson I give is a is an hour less spent on putting myself out there. Well, there, there, you, there you have it, everybody. No lessons. But you actually have some some like programs to learn. You know, yes. Some other media. Yes. You know, yes that's yes, the whole point yes. is you have a lot on your website. I want to gear everybody towards it because there's a lot of stuff for guitar mm. lovers, for listeners, and for players to learn. You know. Yeah, that's that's the plan. So I can still I can still uh, teach people indirectly when I don't right. have to time to come in. Because yeah, you know, essentially, if you're teaching one-on-one -on -one lessons, you're selling your time, and time is a very limited resource. I can see you doing bigger, like a big streaming episodes or something, and get you know something different, get a groups, so you can do a one-shot type of deal. Well, personally, I'm not I'm not a huge huge fan of that. For one reason, is is you're you're talking into the void so you're not you don't really know who you're facing and you, you don't get the feedback from the student and second of all if if i do something like a, 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 a traditional product that is for for a large number of people to see i personally like to polish it that's why oftentimes i, I will do like a, a, a pdf a book with complementary videos as opposed to be just sitting down for an hour and talking like freeze, uh, really free form I mean. talking. Because I really like to choose my words carefully, especially when it comes to like definitions and explanations and all that stuff. Well, yeah, respect, respect for that. It's not. Mm. A, I'm saying it's not a bad way. If people do it casually, but that oh, makes absolutely. Sense because, because and I do that. I do that on quality. Patreon. I do okay. that on Patreon every month. I, I sit down with my with my patrons. But the cool thing is nowadays. I use Discord, so those people are actually on camera with me, and they can talk to me directly, and I can hear them play. And okay. Well, can we talk about exists. your Patreon? Because I want to talk about, you know, can mm -hmm. you talk about what is it? What are you offering, and what is it about for people if they join it with you? Well, it's really, it's really to uh, a way to support to support all these crazy ideas that I have, <laughs> such as making albums and and making videos. Because they, I, I mean, um, the group getting together and recording and filming something for YouTube that would be three, two to three days of work would would cost me about ten plus grand. Um, and I need to I need to fund that somehow, um, and that is through Patreon. And, and I do offer perks like transcriptions for my solos that I play, and I mm -hmm. and I, I sit down with people on a monthly basis to do live streams, those types of things. Yeah, that is very cool. And that's the point of this: so people support you, go to the shop, buy the merch, buy the programs. Yeah. help support this if you really enjoy what it is. I mean, there's a lot of it's really the, the, the best the best way to, the best way to do it is to to support the the artists directly luckily we have platforms like patreon and, and those types of things they're, they've been a, a real game changer for small-time artists like myself well yeah I, I don't know years ago it would been different for you you'd have had just gone out and tour and tour but you're you're at the age where you kind of got your leg over each side of the fence where you got your yeah, hands I'm in audio tour, and video and i'm planning to tour next year but uh to be fair i'm i'm 37 now and I'm not really so much in, into the idea anymore of of like of like grinding it out on the road and building a fan base there because I've 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 done that for the longest time. I've played in front of ten people for years and years and years in jazz clubs, um, <laughs> and I, I really I really like the idea tens that by people. the yeah tens of people. No, that's that's I'm that's I'm not exaggerating. That's literally what I that's did what over jazz, and over that's, again. That's what jazz clubs is funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just. 
just I guess it's, it's the same anywhere in the world. But I, I, I'm now more into the idea that by the time I hit the road, there is an audience ready to, to see us play. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be next year. And I think by now we do. We just had a, I just had a concert in Montreux with the in Montreux, Switzerland, with a session band that was sold out. So that was awesome. We were headlining. So I think I think we're now ready to take on a tour for next year. This year is kind of tough because, you know, uh, we have three. We're basically we, we as society are cramming three years of touring into one summer. Wow. So there's no real need for us to take to 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 to, to swamp the market even more. So we're, we're waiting till next year. Well, with technology, though, you've got the point now, and a lot of artists are doing now, there's more like fly-out days, like a lot of the rock bands are doing it in the U.S. and stuff, mm-hmm. where you don't have to be on a bus. And a bus costs about a grand a day. I don't know what it's all over there for you, but it's, you know, a grand to 1400 Gas is insane. And that's every day to pay without everything else in the band. Whereas a fly-out date, you can grab yourself a couple guitars and, and fly somewhere. Flight tickets, though, and hotels. Because if you go by bus, if you go by Nightliner, you don't have to pay for the hotel. Oh, so it's it's complicated. That's why it, th- there are people making a li- living off of managing these tours <laughs> because it's freaking complicated. Well, it's and I'm not, I'm not the one to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Brexit over there too. You guys have to worry about it. you went to on tour on Europe. So there's that weirdness. If we wanted yeah. to go to the UK, that would have become a lot more complicated in the last couple of years. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I fancy the idea of doing a national tour first, quite honestly, maybe the, the surrounding countries of Germany, just, just to see how it goes. I, I've, I, I've sung life like three times in my life. I have to see how, how long can my voice keep up for a tour? I, I, really? I, I haven't, I haven't made these experiences firsthand yet because I'm, I'm a greenhorn when it comes to those, some of those things. What would you do for like a, for your full set? Because with your band, like, how would you mix your songs from your first album, your new stuff, some covers? So I would, I would uh, strictly separate my my original music, especially the new original music that I'm doing that is with vocals that is coming up. It's not out yet, but will be coming up soon. Um, I would that would be Martin Miller solo, and then I would have the Martin Miller session band. That's all the cover stuff, and I try to keep them separated so that the bands are slightly different. The sets would be would be completely different. Um, I would, I would then, if I were to tour with my original music, keep it 100% original. And with the cover stuff, keep it 100% cover music. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm going for in the future. Even a nice clean logo, too. A nice simple, clean logo. The MM little logo there. Yeah, that would be that would be for the solo. And, and I have this, this little, it's little marketing trick. And if it's the MM with the session band underneath, like in italic writing, then, oh, it, then, it's, then you know it's the covers. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at it. But I noticed that kind of stuff because, once again, that's part of marketing. When you're doing everything yourself, you want to have a logo. You've got to have something that catches eyes. But you can't be over-the-top weird. You can't, you know what I mean? I've, I've, it's all gotten way too big recently and out of hand. And so I I've, I've finally took on a team uh, of, of managers. So yeah. I'm, I've, I'm, I'm giving stuff, more and more stuff, out of my out of my hands. All the creative stuff is still me. Um uh, because I can't let go of that in any in any capacity, but all the stuff that isn't directly involved with like, m- making music and making videos and art, I, I finally get somebody to take care of it, f- and that, that helps a lot. I, I would imagine that you have a lot going on with um, your original stuff. Now, are you when you record it in your album, you've t- it's totally done. You said right? It's it's uh, it's mastered. About, right. it's, yeah. it's, Do you play all, everything on it? I sing and play guitar, and and I do I do some keyboards. 
and I, but I, 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 you know, I, I play bass on one song. See, play bass on one song, but I, I like to hire expertise, and I like to hire, um, I like to hire people with a particular style of playing that I can see work well with my music um, to give to give like an, that little bit of extra flavor. My music is very composed. It's not, there's no improvisation in my music really. Um, it's, it's, it's largely planned. Unlike the Martin Miller session band, where there's a lot of stuff that is just up for however the player feels in the moment. So my, my music is very constructed, but I do leave those 2% up to the player playing it to bring a little bit of their personality into it. And that, that goes a long, long way. Your solo stuff. What would you consider your music? Your sound like a fusiony jazz, but rock, proggy. No, it's, it's progressive, progressive rock product, slash metal. Right. Okay. There's no, there's no jazz influence on my new record at all. Okay. It's, it's. I would say it's a mix of Toto, Genesis, Dream Theater, Muse, Michael Jackson, a um, couple more influences, um, but something along those lines. It's I, I, I kind of went for an aesthetic of like if. If Genesis made a, or if a '70s prog record were made today, okay. that's kind of what I'm going for. So it's, it has, has some of these aesthetics, but with a more cutting, a bit, yeah. more, bit more cutting edge. I, I just hear some some jazz in some of your some of your pieces that you play the above. Yes, mm-hmm. and and it's not a secret that a lot of prog bands are actually jazz musicians. Uh, Paige Hamilton and, and um, Helmet, big jazz guy, big jazz player. And that's what he makes. So, so it, it does play spill over. So I was just kind of curious how it, you know, plays into your songwriting. Yeah, there, there's the, like the, especially the the seventies prog, the British seventies prog had mm-hmm. a lot of element of, of improvisation. And you listen to bands like Soft Machine, etc. They had they had a, they had a, a lot of improvisational stuff in there. Mine is a bit more. I would it say mine's a bit like you know, eighties Toto Genesis. Yep. Plus. And I, or you could say Toto and, and Genesis on steroids, <laughs> with a, you know, with a, a little extra, a little extra he- heaviness, a little extra grid. That sounds awesome. That's yeah, really that's, awesome, that's kind of what. And you yeah. were saying before I, I actually stepped over you, uh, you have a video already ready too. Yes. Uh, video, I'm not going to. I'm not going to reveal the details, uh, I, because I want to. I'm. I'm. I. I'm also not the kind of person who who like announces a lot of stuff and teases a lot. I, I generally prefer to just drop a bomb out of nowhere. That's kind That's of, fair. it's kind of worked for me over the, over the years. I like when we did like one of our massive videos, like, or the videos with Andy Timmons, I never announced, Oh, Andy Timmons comes, is going to come and we're going to, and just going to, here's us playing with Andy Timmons. Enjoy. And it's like, Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Actually. It's actually hard to do that these days. I think, I think, uh, People have a tendency to tease too much these days. Yeah, I agree. And, and especially with the attention span of people nowadays, if you tease 30 seconds of what you do over and over, 30 seconds is more than what most people will give you of their time. Yeah. So they kind of feel like they've already seen it. I agree. I don't put anything. Be, be, like that day before, I don't very rarely put anything up. It usually just drops who I'm doing, that, that release, you know, then that's it. You know? Yeah. Because... You're right. It's the same thing. But with, with releasing albums, though, and you have an audience that can prepare for it. I mean, you have a large audience that's going to be pretty loyal to helping you out, you know. Yes, and that will be a marketing campaign, of course, leading up to the album. But when I drop a single, it might be just out of the blue. And, and then there's, a, there's of course, a huge marketing campaign going on after that. But luckily, yeah, luckily I'm not micromanaging that anymore. 
So that's good. <laughs> so you, you're so, um, very much a gear guy. And I'm curious, when you did your um, the Queen thing, mm-hmm. the Brian May sound was really good. You didn't even use a Vox. What did you use to get that sound? My my concept with the Martin Miller Session Man is that I do not imitate the original artists. No, but it sounds a lot like it. It sounds good. Like, it honors it. it it's, you know, the tone. I, I think that's the playing because it's literally the same kind of sound I would use for. I, I use the same sound when I play Jimi Hendrix, when I play Queen, when I play Genesis, when I play whatever. I, I don't really? change the sound. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. I mean, I, I do see- change it around. Like, recently I've... I've started implementing the the seat up there the irt studio by by laney that sound is slightly different but it's the s- same family of sounds so yeah i just adapt my playing to it but not so much the sound that's interesting i have to go back the, i do have a i do have a brian may influence in my sound by by default i always like the kind of honkiness out of phasiness he got yep. in his sounds that's something that was that i'm often striving towards anyway but that's I, I that's, and that's coincidence that's the general influence i have of brian may but listen to that and hear you play because i have a few oh, if you see behind me here i have a, I have a, a vox oh, I have a bad angle but it's there <laughs> oh, i love vox amps yeah. i just got there you see is. the synergy amp over there that that you know these synergy amps yeah not a lot of them. They, they they come with different modules and i have a morgan ac20 module for that so that's, that is, makes a, an incredible Vox sound. I've used that in the studio a lot lately, and mm, I love it. it. It is a good sound. I love it. I don't think people, enough people use it, which is maybe kind of good because it's still kind of special. Oh, I, I adore the Vox sound. Like, the Edge is one of my favorite favorite clean tones in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Very much absolutely. So. Absolutely love it. Um, what is your setup now? For, do you have, are you, so for pedals, are you using a certain... What are you doing for your rig? Not a ton of pedals. I've been... I've been starting to to reintroduce some pedals recently generally i haven't been using pedals much in the last few years uh well obviously i used the quad cortex by neural dsp that's up there it's a multi-effects thing that i use quite a lot uh, especially for playing live mm-hmm. um i do have i've been recently experimenting with a ref g3 i've been experimenting with uh with the andy timmons signature pedal by jhs i used the the laney steel park drive to boost to boost an amp. How's that working for you? Pretty good. That's it's it's going very very well. A lot of times I w- I won't use it with the actual Laney amp because they have so much gain on tap. But if I have a cleaner amp and I want to push it a little bit, that's a great pedal for that. Okay. The the Ref and the JHS, they are more they are more like the kind of pedal you'd use if you have a completely clean amp and you would want to take it completely over the top. So it's a bis- It's it's especially the AT is a is a very it's a bit more of a squishy sound, a bit more mid-focused than my usual amps. So I've, I've used, used that on a, on a video that is not released yet. I've used the AT, and it's, it's, it's a very, spe- very specific uh, situational use, and I, I really enjoyed it for that. It's interesting, and it's probably made me a little more dorky, and some, I'm sure other people, it's nice to hear like when someone has a pedal, because you can't hear every pedal with every combination. Yeah, absolutely. so that's why it's always interesting to hear like what like what are you using for your pickups and then what's your pedal because the sound you have like where's this all coming from because you'll never be able to do everything you know. You yeah, for so example, I have the I have the the like the Ref G three is a high gain pedal and the eight AT by JHS is a high gain pedal. The AT is very mid focused and the the Ref is very scooped. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you if I have an amp that is very mid heavy by default, like the Laney L five, which is an incredible clean amp. Love that amp, but 
that paired with the Andy Timmons pedal is like mids overload in my opinion. Whereas if you plug that into a Fender style amp where it's a little more scooped, mm. that's ex- it, it balances that out perfectly. So for example, so those two pedals, you have those two pedals on your board, you can you can get can get a great high gain, a balanced high gain sound, no matter what amps behind you, or no matter what amp is in, in the back line. So they're kind of the opposite sides of the same coin, if you will. And and of course, obviously, you use mostly your well, your your Ibanez is your full sound. Yes. What's the pickups in that? Hyperion pickups. They they they're on the entire line of AZ guitars. Okay. They're you... it's just stock stock pickups. They they sound fantastic. I love to know what do you use it for strings for uh, for for. Uh, I've been endorsing IQS strings for like okay. ten years or so. More Small Italian, um, nine to forty-two. It's always interesting. I've, I've used I've effect. used up until up until two thousand nineteen. I've used tens my entire life, and then I just thought, I I put nines on just to try, and I, oh, this is like cheat codes for guitar. I love it. <laughs> it's like a superhero. It. Well, yeah. it's like it was like ZZ Top or something, and we had a lot of those guys were using like sevens and eights. Sevens. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. You know about ZZ crazy. Top music with the seven? Yeah, I do not like like if I'm in the studio and I want to want to record rhythm guitar, I'll I'll probably prefer tens for that. Well, I'm saying I'm just imagining that to play that is insane. So mm-hmm. you know, and I it, ask it, certain people, and it's like a crazy. Yeah, if you're, if you're too heavy-handed with that, your pitch will be all over the place. Not just bending, but just pressing down the frets. Mm-hmm. You got to be extremely delicate with how you how you touch the guitar. I'm more like around the same as you. Nine is forty-two. Is it? I'll play with yeah, different ones. Yeah, nine is compromise. You know, because yeah. it's nice to do. Or you switch for a while. And you switch, move up to tens or something, and then you go back down again. So you feel like you're gaining some strength or something, right? It's like training, or, or like playing well, an acoustic it's, guitar, it's, and then you go back and play your electric. Yeah, it's 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 when you when you when you have tens on and you, you go to nines, it's like whoa for like fifteen minutes, and then you're used to it anyway. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so. The last thing I want to talk about, so with your music, your, your news, and well, actually, your patron is one of the things I'd wanted to talk about. And we're not doing the um, the music stuff. I had one other thing. I'm sorry. I'm actually looking at your website because there's something I was going to ask you. So we're not doing lessons, but is there a way to people to get the tabs? Is that through Patreon also? Because that's through, that's through Patreon. And my new record, uh, I already have it fully transcribed. That's going to come out with an actual book, a physical book, and also a digital book, of course. So yeah, I'm, 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 I have that side taken care of for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, the and the day. first record, my first record, is an instrumental record. It's very different from the music I do nowadays, but um, that has a transcribed version on jtcguitar.com. Well, that's good because we all are growing up getting tabs, so we get the book of tabs, and it's never the right music for the band. You're like the band's got their name on it. It's not even the right music. You know what I mean? Yeah, the I'm actually. I have an on. appointment this week with my transcriber Levi Clay, and we're going to go through the whole record that he transcribed. And we're going to make sure that it's exactly how I played it. Very cool. Yeah. Last thing. So lyric, would you sing it now? Lyrics, is that a, a challenge for you writing lyrics now? or? Yeah, it's my first experience writing lyrics. And I, I, my vocal teacher, uh, Zach Ensley, he, he co-wrote my lyrics because I wanted to have a native English speaker involved. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you kind of need, you, you kind of need that, that, constant feedback if you're not a native english speaker i find at least at this point really i might you... i might try to write some lyrics solitarily solitary in solid yeah now i'm now my english is, is falling apart <laughs> uh in solitude uh in the future but for for this first experience it was a, it was definitely very helpful 
Um, and I quite, I loved it to be honest. There was no writer's block, pretty much at any at any point. It it, it went so smooth and so quickly. The f- I did some prep work that made it all possible, and that was the fact that I had sung and recorded the entire record vocally before, just singing nonsense like newsletters. Okay, yeah. I, I would just sing a newsletter, but by doing that, I already had decided on the melody, on the rhythm, on the amount of syllables, and also on the vowel sounds. Certain wow. vowel sounds, or even certain words, we just kept completely and reverse engineered it from there. So that was that was really helpful. That's neat. I've never heard uh, anybody do that. That's really uh, some serious engineering uh, on your part. I've never heard yeah, anybody do that. Just, it's just it just gives you a basic outline of what what you want the lyric right. to sound like. Maybe like a whole album set out. Like, you know, you, people go like a verse, so, or they, you know, I did this verse. I scattered through this thing with a couple things there, but like to do a whole album and play it out. No, it's like, because really... I actually, I actually want to be able to listen to the music as if it were a complete product. Yeah. Otherwise, I cannot decide whether I like an idea or not. I just need to, I need to get it to a cer- up to a certain standard. And and the funny thing is, um, uh, my my wife will be able to to confirm this is that you get used to the demo lyrics. And it's actually hard to let go of the demo lyrics, even if they're complete nonsense. Really? And the funny thing, the thing is also, they tend to be really catchy and they, they stick with you. And they also transmit an emotion just by the way the music is is, is written and by the way the the the, the lyric is delivered. The you can sing it. utter nonsense and still create an emotional response in the listener. There's a lot of bands that have been singing utter nonsense for years, and they and they've had floated platinum albums. Yep, they sing it. It's funny now that I've written my first set of lyrics, I go back to a lot of a lot of music that I like, and a lot of bands, a lot of artists, and I'd be like, I would never put that on a record. Right, but it's but yeah. it's still a good song because the melody. You're like, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? But the performance. Right. That's that's it. All right, man. Well, I just wanted to do a short little buzz today to introduce people to you that haven't been a well review, and I wanted to share you. Yeah, thank moments. you very much, man. Well, I want to thank you for being on my show, man. Thank you very Everybody, much. <laughs> check out the check out the links underneath, and check out all the stuff, and um, you'll be very pleased. All right. <laughs>